More than half of all companies globally are family-owned or operated. Family businesses contribute 70% of the world's GDP and account for 65% of jobs. Their voices are important. Their stories must be told. Brought to you by the award-winning publication, Tharavat Magazine. This is the Family Business Voice with your host, Ramya Elagami. Our House of Spice, Sibling Dynamics and Homestyle Indian Cuisine. The daughters of Indian immigrants to England, Julia and Nadia Latif, spent their childhood in the East Anglian countryside. Their entrepreneurial venture exhibits the work ethic that defined their parents' and grandparents' struggle to raise a family in a new country. The Latif sisters had always dreamt of starting a business together. Before Our House of Spice, they both felt trapped in careers they were ambivalent towards. When they lost a close friend unexpectedly, they had a realization that many entrepreneurs share. Life's too short. So they handed in their notices. Without knowing what they would do exactly, they looked to what they loved for inspiration. We spoke with Julia Latif, co-founder of Our House of Spice, to talk about how the sister's spice mix startup came to be, what family had to do with it, and how packets of spice have changed their lives forever. Enjoy this episode with Julia. All right, so first question that mm-hmm. I was asking myself when I saw this really nice and like sort of very serene and happy picture of you and your sister on your website, okay? <laughs> yeah. Because I work with my sisters too. And uh, so I was just wondering, when you guys were growing up, did you ever think that this was going to happen? So um, to, to be honest, we were normal sisters growing up. Because there's a seven-year age difference, I was the baby, Nadia was the middle, and then we've got an older brother. Um, so, so oh, you know, honest, honestly, Nadia and I weren't very close uh, growing up um, at all, really. Um, I mean, we you know we never hated each other. We loved each other as sisters. Um, we never really hung out, um, you know, just because of the age difference. You know, when she was going out with her friends, I was younger. I, I would say in kind of in, until I turned about 18 or something and, you know, then we kind of we got so close. Um, and, and now I'm so, I'm so glad of that, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad it worked out that way because if you're so close kind of growing up, you know, you don't know if you drift apart, you know, I never changed anything. I never thought in a million years that Nadia and I would have been running a business together. <laughs> so, but and how did it actually start? So, so who had the idea, and and how did you how did you guys build uh, our house of spice? So Nadia and I had always talked about how lovely it would be to work together. We didn't know we didn't know what we didn't know anything, and we were basically in jobs that we absolutely hated. I was working for a charity; she was working in finance, and we would text each other every morning how miserable we were. Like, and then. Um, and then what happened, we had a bit of a, a, a shock. So a, a good friend of ours had a, had a brain aneurysm in her 40s and just, just literally just dropped dead like that. And, you know, when you just have one of those moments in your life and you take stock and you're like, I'm not happy. I know my sister's not happy. Um, life's too short. So we literally went in the next day, handed in our notice and then thought, right, now what? <laughs> You know, what can we do? We know we want to work together. What should we do? And, you know, Indian food is in our soul. 
so it, it just made sense to try and do something with Indian food. Um, and then, you know, we didn't know whether it would work. At least we tried. I think that was the worst thing that if we didn't try, that's as good as failing, you know, at least, at least, you know, we tried. So, and you know, that was, that was a while ago. We haven't luckily touch wood, haven't looked back since. Um, so, you know, we, this was all in Cambridge. Uh, we tested the market, we did various events and we just grew and developed very organically. You know, that's how, that's really the originality of the business. The gap in the market that you guys found or like, you know, the, the, the actual unique selling proposition of our house of spice. Can you tell us a little bit more about what it is that you guys address, which others haven't? Because, of course, we know the history of Indian food as such in in the UK is very established and very old and stuff like that. So you did not only start your first business together, but you also potentially went into a very competitive sort of environment. So how did you guys go about like sort of differentiating yourselves from the beginning and sort of said like, you know, what we do is really, really different. Yeah, absolutely. So what we did is we we tested a lot of products. So we did curry nights so we could speak to um, kind of consumers face to face. And then a lot of the feedback that we were getting that, People thought that Indian food should be either really hot, it should be quite unhealthy, you know, be made with ghee, um, and we never use ghee. Um, and, and they had all these kind of ideas about Indian food in their head. And I think that was quite a shock for us because when you're growing up with something, you know, you just take it for granted, like, oh, you know, mum did this, my nan did this. And then it isn't until you spoke to consumers and thought, well, then Indian food isn't like that. It's tasty and healthy and actually really easy to make if you if you know what you're doing, if you've got the spices or everything. So so that's that's where we looked at. So so we brought out a range of frozen ready meals so that people could just kind of use there and then. They used, you know, local produce. You know, we worked with game a lot. So we actually did so we actually cooked squirrel did some squirrel pakoras uh, back in Suffolk. So um, making what people knew about Indian food and kind of, kind of ta- if I can say trying to change it and kind of just try and tell them actually our experience of Indian food. And luckily, you know, people were really receptive to it. And so we grew from there. So logistically, the frozen ready meal range was quite expensive. And because there was only two of us, we were really struggling to keep up with demand. So that's where we looked at spice kits. And because they're ambient they last longer that you know it was the you know they're definitely the right route so we released these five kits as a tester and then just built on that you said the feedback was very positive from the get-go so how did you guys go about like sort of informing your next sort of moves from that feedback because of course it's great right like you're you're launching a product and everyone says it's great but then how do you go about like you know formalizing that into a proper structure what were your first moves that made it possible for you to scale well, we, 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 we looked at the feedback and then we started developing plans of kind of what dishes people would like. So in regard to the spice kits, I mean, the spice kits were Nadia's idea about having the, something that's ambient, you know, long shelf life. And then it's looking at the, the right dishes um, that people would be receptive to. So from there, we had a loyal band of uh, customers that would just follow us around the country you know, in East, East Anglia where we were. And so we asked them because we thought, well, if, you, if you're a band of kind of group of people, you've obviously got something that you, you enjoy about our food. And at least it's honest feedback because, you know, obviously we tried a lot of recipes, you know, some worked better than the others, but, you know, at least you're getting honest feedback from consumers. And I think 
we kept that in mind every time we were doing something just so we knew that there was a market for what we were doing mm-hmm. It's interesting, right? Like, so you go into this experience thinking that, you know, you always want you and your sister, you've wanted to work together for a while. And then I imagine the reality hits of like what that actually is like. So I was just wondering yeah. how, what kind of like surprises were there in store for the both of you when you were actually confronted to each other in day-to-day managing a startup, which is in itself a hugely emotionally challenging thing to do, right? Like, so, I mean, what was that like? Absolutely. So... I'm not going to pretend that everything went way it should have done. We, we've had some real falls. We've had some real pitfalls. Um, this is why I'm thankful for being in business with my sister, because you know, I think no one can support you the way that a sibling can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she can tell what I'm thinking just by the look of my face and vice versa. Um, I think when you, when, you, when you start up a business, you have these grand plans like everybody's going to care. Everybody's going <laughs> to want my product because we've put our heart to. on it. Yeah, and we know it's amazing. And then kind of day one, like nine o'clock in the morning, and it's like, well, why isn't the phone ringing? Why does nobody <laughs> yeah. care? Yeah, I think that's <laughs> weeks ago. Why, 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 you know, I think that was kind of like the harsh reality of business, of like everybody's to make their own way everyone's doing their own job and actually if you want to kind of be around you're gonna have to really fight uh for kind of what you want and you know fight for the shelf space in a shop or fight for consumers to come to your event you've got really kind of and the thing is I think that's the way you should be because you shouldn't get complacent about what what you're doing and I think kind of I like the fight I like the challenge of getting people to somewhere so um so I, I'm glad it is away but at the beginning that was really hard that was really hard you're talking about the pitfalls but then there's also obviously the environment right like so I think that there's the whole like uh, how other people look at that career move that you make and like you know how other people perceive that risk I mean what was that like for you guys when you started out was the environment extremely encouraging did you get you know a lot of people saying like why would you even think of taking that kind of a risk with your career like you know what kind of feedback did you guys get and like how did you how did you deal with that absolutely so my parents my family our, our family you know obviously, um they were amazing they were always supportive mum and dad especially because you know they, they see everything they see when you're kind of so low so family, aunts, uncles, everything. My, my grandparents were all around when we started the business as well. So they were starting to see. But I would say, you know, obviously like best friends, they were always supportive, but you kind of see people that you don't see every day. And I'm just quite surprised, like, oh, but you, you were still doing that. And it's like, and, and that's really frustrating because you're putting your heart and soul, you know, obviously at the beginning, you're not, you, you're not getting any money for it because all the money just gets reinvested. So you're tired, <laughs> you've got no money and, and kind of things, things may not have gone the way that you thought and then you've got someone saying what that. So the thing is, I'd like to say that it changes, but, you know, you still bump into people and, and you know, they still say something and, and it is frustrating, but, you know, you just have to freeze it under the carpet. Just you know. Being an entrepreneur with your sister, yeah. um, 
potentially also changes your view of your sister, of your sibling, right? Like it's a, it's a yeah. totally different relationship and stuff like that. What do you feel like, you know, you discovered about Nadia while you were working together? Like, was it like uh, for you, like, oh, wow, I did not know she was like that. Or like, I did not know that this was the way that she would want to lead. Were there any still like big surprises for you where you're like, oh, okay, this is not how I know my sister? Yeah, I mean, at the start, when we when we were making plans, you know, we both have a very professional side that, you know, we we, we want to make plans, we want to do this and that, and, and that takes dedication and it takes a lot of planning and a lot of streamlining plans and things like that. But with your sister, I'd say it was a surprise for both of us that we could kind of just switch to this professional persona that, well, not persona, but, you know, your, your professional self and kind of get the job done, plan it out right, achieve what you want to achieve but then you know on the flip side you can easily you know when work's over or, you know if it's the weekend and uh, you can easily flip out of that and go back to sisters and kind of like you know lounging around in your pajamas and, and just having a cup of tea and just chatting as sisters so so I think it's I think it's important to know where the line is you know if you're if you're kind of planning and everything you know we don't stray from that we know kind of you know what we need to do because if we don't do what we what we need to do we can't carry on doing it if that way see if that if that makes sense so um yeah I mean Nadia's amazing at planning and streamlining and logistics you know we've got very different personalities so you know which which is good because I think if we were both similar we would clash um so so it's it's worked really well and you, how do you guys divide, like, you know, the uh, the authority between you? Like, is someone the boss very clearly within uh, our House of Spice? Or is it like a very flat sort of hierarchy between the two sisters? No, there isn't like a, a boss. I mean, Nadia is seven years older than I am. So kind of she's the older sister. But I'd say in business, we've got different strengths. So I take on kind of like business development, sales, um, and and things like that and then Nadia would take on like the HR the accounts and logistics so um I think we respect that there's there's no boss and we respect each other's kind of experience mm -hmm. so if I think if I've got an opinion about logistics you know I say well I think this and Nadia would say yeah but we're doing this because of this mm -hmm. and you know it's something that I haven't thought so so you know we respect each other's so there isn't you know a, a, a boss uh, yeah, I don't think that would work. <laughs> yeah. Let's not go there, shall we? <laughs> but, um, it's it's an interesting industry that you're operating in, of course, because like just to, to be in food, it's a it's it seems it's such a huge responsibility, like you know, bringing food to people and and that responsibility of making sure it's the right thing and it's the and it's good for people, etc. And especially with the increased scrutiny on on ingredients and sourcing, yep. etc. So how do you guys go about like making sure that you are really a twenty first century sort of like food brand how do you ensure that along sort of your value chain like what do you what is what where is the emphasis for you guys so um i think since we first started to where we are now people are so people want to know the provenance of their food um which we, we which we've thrilled about because you know um you know we love sharing our story but also kind of physically making the kits um you know we we get ingredients from kind of an established indian business so we know that the spices are high quality when we make when the spice kits are made there's all they're all batch coded they're all traceable uh, you know allergen wise we take you know especially kind of what's happened in the industry 
with allergens, I mean, we only have one product that contains an allergen, but, you know, you literally treat ingredient like kryptonite like, you know it, it you know it's away from everything you know it, and I think you again I think you should especially with people's lives you've got that responsibility you're doing a product so so that's kind of how we how we, you know we take it very seriously and we speak to kind of environmental health but you know I think it's important to be aware of that people want to know where their food has been you know has come from where is it made you know, and things like that. What is sort of like the technology that has impacted your industry and as a consequence, your business the most, like, you know, in the last few years where you're like, okay, you know, that technology coming out or becoming mass available to the masses has really changed the opportunities that we have as, uh, you know, the, the House of Spice. Yeah. So um, at the moment, kind of all the spice kits are hand blended. Recently, manufacturers have, have been able to make kind of spice kits and spice blends before they had a, you'd have to have a massive quantity like you know we looked into it and it was like okay you need to buy 43,000 kits of each you know it's not doable but now we're scaling up so we can take on bigger orders so because we can get the manufacturer who can make them not by the 43,000 but they can make them in a higher quantity than, than we can so which means we can go after the bigger contracts and that has been a massive impact on us because we can just go go after everything now, um, so, which is great. So, what's the next step for you guys? And are you talking about scaling up? Like, you know, you want yeah. you have an increased amount that you need to meet. So, how are you guys going about that? So, that's uh, the manufacturer. So, we'll we'll find the manufacturer. We'll meet with them. We'll make sure that all the recipes are completely our recipes are just scaled up. So, you know, we make sure that the recipes taste exactly the same um, because, you know, they're the family recipes. They're not ours. They're not ours to change. They're, they're not, you know, we've got a responsibility to our family to make sure that they're, that they're the same. So by having that manufacturer, it will take an enormous pressure off us. You know, we're working with a wholesaler at the moment. You know, we can do more with the wholesaler. We can go after other wholesalers around the country, you know, look at exporting. It's really literally it will just open up everything so very exciting times here like you know <laughs> we'll, be we'll be checking in again in a couple of years like yeah. just to see how it's going you know <laughs> like how yeah. many more spice kids are there thank you very much julia honestly this has been a lovely conversation i, I really enjoyed this thank you for listening to the family business voice subscribe to our channels now on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher or Spotify to be notified of our weekly episodes.